So, Leia, I have something to tell mm-hmm. you. The other day, Alfred and I were, like, trying to figure out what to eat. And, like, I guess both of us were really hangry. So, like, I want him to figure it out. He wanted me to figure it out. And we just, we just couldn't, like, come to a, like, consensus. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm like, you know what? You know what? Sometimes I feel like you don't even love me because when I'm hungry, you're never trying to make me food. And then Alfred said, he looked at me, he stopped. He was like, can I do this thing? And then he just was like, and I will love you. And I was like, I'm Lamont. And I'm Leia. And you're tuning into the Lamont and Leia Podcast. Welcome to the Lamont and Leia Podcast. Today is February and we are in the month of love. And today we are talking about vulnerability, which is a scary word. It can be. So let's get into (laughs) it because it's just you and I. All right. All right. So when you think about vulnerability, what comes to mind? Scary. <laughs> um, for some people, they think about weakness. Like, I'm not going to be vulnerable in front of that person. Mm-hmm. I'm not weak. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I think. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. Other people feel like they're just being exposed, being laid raw. That's a weird phrase, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah, raw on the inside. Like their insides are opening up and it's raw for the world to see. Okay. That's very visual. <laughs> to me anyway, that's visual. But yeah, I, I get you. I get you. <laughs> yeah. And then and then other people are just scared of the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. <laughs> So we should we should define vulnerability. And we're actually really talking about a specific vulnerability. We're talking about emotional vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So what would your thoughts of emotional vulnerability mean? Using context clues, <laughs> I would think emotional vulnerability specifically would probably be when you are open, either open about what your feelings are or you're being receptive to someone else's feelings i'm not sure i agree <laughs> lamont leaves camera <laughs> i felt like the fan was being super loud for no reason okay <laughs> Um, but then back to my thing, um, which I guess doesn't really seem like that bad of a thing, but for me personally, it would really depend on who, you know, like my relationships, yes, friendships, questionable, strangers, coworkers, absolutely not. and and that's fair that's fair because dr Brene brown says that when we are being vulnerable we should only be vulnerable with the people who deserve to hear our stories Mm -hmm. not everyone deserves to hear our stories or to be part of an inner part of us Mm -hmm. yeah so being emotionally vulnerable being is starting so being emotionally vulnerable involves the process of acknowledging our emotions. Mm-hmm. So just being aware and acknowledging, especially the uncomfortable and the painful ones. It's less about acknowledging um, pleasant emotions, such as love and joy, and more about unpleasant emotions like anger, shame, anxiety, loneliness, and hurt, among mm-hmm. others. Interesting. I didn't really think of it that way. I guess when I'm upset, I'm very vocal about it. <laughs> Why? Usually not. 
I'm not vocal about the why, but if I'm angry, you're going to know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you being angry and letting people know that you're angry, that may not be the best or useful way to communicate, right? Um, I think it's great that, like, you're able to, like, express your anger amongst your family, and they know that you're angry, but unless you're being very clear in your communication why you're being angry i don't think it fosters an environment for change probably not <laughs> and so like in their heads they might just be like oh leia's angry again she'll get over it it'll go back to normal and yada 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 versus like no this is why i'm angry this is exactly why i'm angry and i need this thing to change yeah interesting all right so think back to a time when you felt vulnerable what did this feel like were you anxious scared maybe a little bit self-conscious hmm. i'm trying to think of one because like of course now i'm on the spot so i'm like i've never been vulnerable what are you talking about <laughs> i'm pretty sure everyone who's listening has been vulnerable at one point in their life definitely i mean yeah, I think that's just one of those things that pretty much everyone experiences. Um, let me think of a time. Man, Lamont, you go first. I can't even think. <laughs> let me think, let me think. So what did it feel like? A time where I was anxious, scared, maybe a bit self-conscious, um, I guess, well, the first thing that popped to mind was a time where I was very vocal about this guy who was running for office who was bullying me. Mm. Um, and I was like, he should not be in office. And I let people know. I'm not, I'm not sure if he actually made the office or not. I can't remember if he actually got in, mm -hmm. but I was, I was being vocal about it. But then at the same time I was running for office and I didn't get my office that year mm -hmm. because um, it was a popular vote versus like who would actually mm -hmm. do the job. Yeah. yeah. And that felt kind of crappy. Mm -hmm. And so I was proud of myself because I was stood up for talking against a bully, but then a teacher tried to connect the two and like missed the mark <laughs> where where he was like you you were saying all those things about this one guy and yet like you missed out on your chance for office because this guy got this thing do you think there's a correlation and i was like no there's no correlation the guy that they voted in office i doubt he's gonna even work hard for our students first mm -hmm. of all second of all <laughs> the other guy is a bully yeah and I don't think someone like that should be in leadership, not at our school. Yeah. And I'm not a bully and I'm willing to work hard for my fellow students and they know it. So I don't understand why they didn't vote me in office. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I did because the other guy was more popular and yeah. they were all friends. And yeah, that's whatever. how it is in school. Though. Well, I mean, honestly, yeah. that's how any vote is. <laughs> unfortunately so but let's yeah. not talk about politics <laughs> but that that did not feel good like no. that whole experience did not feel good um it was mm. very harmful and painful mm -hmm. yeah i that reminded me of a situation in high school that i had i mean it wasn't really a situation but it was kind of like just a moment where i did feel vulnerable we were on a class trip this is my senior year and this particular trip every time every time we took it at the very end of the trip they'd have this kind of like open stage moment where they would ask like seniors to come up and just share some like words of advice right if we wanted to we didn't have to and I don't know why I felt compelled to because like I wasn't the most popular person at my school but I wasn't like you know, bottom of the food chain, but you know, I wasn't whatever. <laughs> and I went up there and I shared from my heart and I was so nervous. I was like, and I don't really have too much of an issue with public speaking, but I was like shaking. 
um yeah I was like shaking so I was super anxious I was scared I of course I wasn't even thinking about what I was wearing until I was standing there and I was like what am I wearing what is this outfit do I look okay (laughs) you know um so like all of the above what you said anxious scared self-conscious definitely um I mean it turned out okay which is good (laughs) that's great and like do you feel like it was a really awarding experience for you no okay I don't think I don't think anyone listened to me they're just like okay it's just Leia talking (laughs) all right sweet thanks but (laughs) But, like how did you how did you feel after you did it like were you proud of yourself Were yeah I think I had put so I had put something into words that I had been okay so my advice was pretty much just like taking chances and just trying new things and I was telling them that like my way of doing it even when I'm like really nervous including of going up there was pretty much just saying okay one two three jump you know and then I jump I just do the thing don't even think about like whatever and then I'll deal with the aftermath (laughs) which can be a good thing and a bad thing and so I mean it was pretty good because I did exactly what I said like even I just like one two three jump I stood up I went and I said it my thing and then I walked away (laughs) I think that's great I think that's great and these feelings of being anxious scared or self-conscious these are completely normal feelings when acting or being vulnerable in fact it is part of the whole experience if there was if there was no threat of potential experiencing emotional harm or pain, then it would not feel apprehensive or uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just something... part of the human experience. Yes, but I guess a question if I'm being a pessimist, because I'm not in a good mood today. So from the pessimist side, why would I want to feel uncomfortable? Why would I want to do anything that makes me feel like this? You know? Well, Leia, as you were sharing your story and, and I asked you the follow-up questions, like you followed through on what you said that you would do. And that kind of felt great in the moment. Even mm-hmm. though like you didn't feel so great going up, doing it, all these thoughts were going through your head. Once you had done what you had accomplished or set yourself out to, you were like, yes, I did it. This is a proud moment for myself. Mm-hmm. And so you still had to work your way through all of those emotions. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what being vulnerable is about. It's not being like, oh, this is pleasant. So do it and be okay. It's taking a stance and working your way through it to get to the other side. So is it like a learning thing? Like you're learning what you're capable of or learning about how you process i think that's all part of it i think it's all part of it right okay and like it's a growth like learning like what's worth it for you and what's not worth it for you yeah so it's like a growth thing it's like learning about yourself okay Yeah. yeah sounds good so being vulnerable means that you're taking the time to acknowledge your difficult emotions instead of acting on them right away mm. so in the case like if you were to be like instead of doing the one two three jump if you were to be like okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and then like you're like you know what no i'm not gonna do this it's too hard like i'm just not gonna do it that's you acting on it right away and you just missed a growth moment mm-hmm. whereas you were like okay like this is hard I feel really nervous, but I'm I'm just gonna do this anyways. One, two, three, jump, blah. Mm-hmm. That was you acknowledging the difficult emotions and working your way through those difficult emotions. Mm-hmm. What about your situation with the mine was just a hard conversation and mm-hmm. very miss it felt very misunderstanding i'm not i don't regret having it mm-hmm. but it was just really really hard and I'm, I'm glad i didn't back down or just silence myself yeah so the right? so, so i continue to work through the hardness of all the emotions that i was feeling so is the your vulnerable moment was the act of going to teacher or counselor or whoever and being like this is what this person's done to me or was it the 
other situation with the teacher. It was sharing like the bullying, and then it was also sharing that he was wrong mm-hmm. and the correlation. Oh, okay. Which was very scary, hard for me. But like, mm-hmm. I was like, no, like, I just, I'm not gonna stay silent and let this yeah. pass. So it's the act of speaking up for yourself yeah. Yeah. and possibly other people. Okay. Yeah. I'm tracking. I'm tracking. <laughs> All right. All right. So if if we're thinking about vulnerability, it can be a two-step process. The first is simple. Observing your emotions. For example, observing that you are feeling angry, sad, anxious, without thinking about it or acting on it. Okay. The next step would be validating your emotions. How might you go about this? Validating your emotions would mean reminding yourself that it's okay to feel whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're going through. And this means that there's no judgment or self-criticism. So we're not going into that head voice of, or those inner thoughts of, I'm stupid for feeling this. I'm dumb for feeling this. I'm not good enough. No one's listening and stuff. That's all judgment and self Okay. So how, like, I feel like most people practice vulnerability in strong relationships. Yes. How does vulnerability show up in your relationship? Um, probably just general communication. You know, like if I'm feeling some type of way. And I need to convey it to whoever, if I need to convey it to my partner, to my siblings, to my friends, whatever, like that's, I'm guessing that's a time when I feel vulnerable because I'm not sure how they're going to react on whatever I'm saying, whether it's like, oh, I'm feeling sad today or, oh, you did something and we need to talk about it. Yeah. So I would definitely say uncertainty is a big part of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, for for me and for me and my partner, I hate the unpleasant feelings. They arise. Yeah. They do. But I I hate them. And and so on the inside, I'm like, oh, I don't want to share this. But I'm like, you gotta share it. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. you just gotta and it, it usually works out fine yeah I mean the yes I mean for me as well it usually works out fine um, but I know there are a lot of people that don't have the pleasantry of having a relationship whether it's like romantic relationship or parental relationship familial relationship where it is fine <laughs> half the time um because I, I know some people like that I know a lot of people who just completely do not talk to a single person they don't express themselves mostly because they've just been you know shot down so much mm-hmm. yeah so the breakdown of trust and intimacy right so the reason why we're vulnerable with these people in our strong relationships is we're building intimacy and we're building trust and relationships are built on these communication principles mm-hmm. bring us closer together but if i'm struggling to be vulnerable um I've probably experienced too many times of being shot down. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm not wanting to. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, the trust thing is, uh, is big. (laughs) Uh, huh. Yeah. I don't, I don't have too much to say on that. Cause like, I'm fortunate enough to have, decent enough relationships with most of my you know family and my partner and you know his family you know for the most part it's all right there are a few things I don't bring up and there are a few people that I struggle to like really open up to but and and why do you not bring those few things up um I've been met with anger (laughs) I and then I'm also worried about 
like being met with anger. So like as as an example, right? There's certain topics that if I brought them up with my mom, I would get in trouble. You know? Those same topics I'm worried to bring up with most other people because of it. Even mm. if I'm talking to someone who's like super open-minded, they know me, like this is I know that this is an issue for the, for them, whatever the topic may be. It's still hard to bring it up (laughs) because I've just been like in the past gotten in trouble, quote unquote, for it, you know? So, yeah, like you're saying about the trust thing, like it's definitely there are a few topics I like trust is broken with everyone because I don't want (laughs) to go through that again, even though they're not my mom. (laughs) Right, right. So, So vulnerability, I think, starts in the beginning of a relationship and is is through present throughout the whole entire relationship right so yeah. we're always testing always testing mm-hmm. right so even if you can trust your friends or your partners with the simple things such as like being kind being on time being respectful these are little tests of like how are you showing up can mm-hmm. i trust you to consistent um do i feel safe with you Mm -hmm. um and if our friends are constantly late or um being disrespectful or not being kind we start tailoring ourselves to protect ourselves Mm -hmm. that's just the nature of the human experience yeah so there is a deeper level of trust that needs is needed for a relationship to survive Mm mm-hmm for sure um i guess my other question is what things okay so being emotionally vulnerable good (laughs) you know like learning to yeah like learning to trust people learning things about yourselves good things what does one do if they continuously get like I can't think of the word like denied by someone or pretty much like this vulnerability is taken advantage. Like they continually get hurt by one particular person or relationship or whatever. And this doesn't have to be like romantic or just you right. know familial, like across so the board. <laughs> when I talk about intimacy, I'm not talking about like sexual yeah right um i'm talking about closeness about sacredity like the sacredness of the relationship mm-hmm. right so if i if that person cannot trust their person whether it be their partner their family their friends or co-workers um there will be a lack of intimacy it's just a natural human response mm-hmm. right so even though it may be hard to open up the challenge is worth it um to build and help grow stronger relationships but not every relationship is for us Mm -hmm. so that's when we need to determine like is this relationship something that i'm willing to invest in something that i'm willing to go further in and if so then i'm going to like still struggle and dig deep and try to show up if not then it's okay for me to let this relationship go or to just be show up like this to maintain safety of the emotional self yeah because there are some relationships that you really can't just completely disconnect from you know like if you work somewhere <laughs> right you can't just be like oh not talking to this person anymore <laughs> like, i mean you could right. but so, that might affect your work <laughs> so for me for me like let, let, let me let me go. I was struggling with a coworker when I first got hired at my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, me and that coworker just couldn't seem to mesh, right? So now, um, and I have buffers and people in between, but those buffers and people in between ended up leaving to just to do different things with their mm-hmm. life because they were ready you know and so now it's just like me and her and like other people have come into the picture um but I quickly had to tailor back so like I was super hurt um and she was too and it it, it was this weird thing so 
Let me see if I can tell the story. I was using some of my tech skills that I learned from the Moa and Leia show and podcast to put together a video project to present to like a lot of people on the outside world. I did great. I did great. <laughs> Leia taught me well. Like it, it turned out really good. But this other person, I guess they were so subconscious that they didn't want to see the video. And so like I jokingly said like, oh, um, friend, this other friend, who was a coworker of both of us? I was like, "Did you see what I did to this coworker's like face? Like, like I'm brilliant, right? I I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. I just want like I was trying to like provoke them into seeing the video. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like it was just it was just a joke. Like I was just joking. I thought we were in a good place. But I could joke like that. Mm -hmm. My bad. We were not in a good place." so that person was like they were this close to like calling HR oh, mm -hmm. and they talked to our supervisor our supervisor director to talk to me directly I apologized I was like you know what? I didn't do nothing I'm sorry I did this because of this like I just wanted you to see it um because it turned out really well and you looked okay like you did great you did great in your piece and I wanted you to like see it so you could um be reinsured that like the work that you put in mm -hmm. it came out in good quality you know mm -hmm. um but that i was like like i was like at that point i knew like that my buffers like my other co-worker and that boss were getting ready to like depart and leave mm -hmm. i was like man i cannot i cannot be close to this person mm -hmm. so from now on like when i show up to work it is about work no joking, no personal stories, no whatever. It's work, kids, how do you get from point A to point B in this system? Because they struggle with like the higher point of technology and I mm -hmm. get it and understand and that's it. And I feel like that has been a very successful relationship for us. Mm -hmm. And we're never going to be like closer buddy, buddy or friends. We're never going to hang out outside of work. And that's yeah. completely fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I just want to bring that up because I know where I think we had been talking before this, like more ideally, you know, like, oh, this is how it should be. But not everyone has that opportunity to actually have that. So, um, yeah, I think so, if, re really quick, yeah. really quick. I just want to talk about the gift of vulnerability. Okay. If you are willing to be open and share difficult emotions with your partner and your partner is willing to like receive and accept and reciprocate it mm. signals to them that it is okay to do the same by challenging ourselves to be vulnerable we are helping them to be vulnerable in the future too and that mm -hmm. is we should practice vulnerability so there's yeah. all these moving components and parts but this is why being vulnerable yeah. is very helpful but also protect yourself when you need to yes yeah yes, like absolutely. i i think a whole other a whole other episode could definitely be about like identifying like relationships and things with people that may not be worth it <laughs> or you know true yeah true <laughs> true maybe we'll do a part two yeah maybe we will um let's go mm -hmm. ahead i get some water and then we'll be back so we can talk about just a few more like benefits of being vulnerable um and maybe some ways that we can try to practice vulnerability sounds good aloha lamont aloha <laughs> uh this month uh, February, since we are still in February, barely. I see the end of February on the horizon, which is also my birthday. Um, I True. see it. It's coming up. But it is still Mahina o Alelo Hawaii, which is the month of Hawaiian language appreciation Ooh. and learning and speaking and sharing. The so black language. people and Hawaiian people share a month? I guess so. <laughs> But the whole months for different people's thing is a whole other topic, which we won't get into today. <laughs> I have some words about that. <laughs> but I thought for today, um, let's just learn 
or I'll share with you and share with everyone else some Hawaiian words and phrases that you might want to know um, or that you might already know, you know, okay. we'll see. So I guess the first one, aloha. <laughs> aloha means hello. <laughs> aloha means goodbye as well. It does mean goodbye. Aloha also can mean love. Um, I know that. Yes, aloha can also mean love. If you want to say hello particularly to someone, you would say aloha e whoever. Okay. <laughs> so say aloha e Lamont. Aloha e Lea. And then just going off of that real quick, how are you? Is pehea oi. One more time. Pehea oi. Pehea oi pretty good yep so i would say aloha e lamont and you'd say oh aloha e leia and i would say pehea oi i'll be like i'm fine <laughs> my cut um okay so another one uh is mahalo means thank mahalo you. um is that thank you yep and you can say thank you very much by just adding some words at the end so you'd say mahalo nui loa so thank you very much mahalo mui oya nui loa nui loa yep. i think i'll try to add some spanish in there i guess so <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see what's another one um trying to think oh if you're trying to say another way of saying goodbye instead of just saying aloha would be ahoy ho. I mean, see you later. Oh, ahoy ho. Ahoy ho. Ahoy ho. Yep. <laughs> ahoy ho. Um, let's see. What's another one? Um, any other any words you want to know? Maybe hmm. I know them. <gasps> Family. <laughs> Ohana. <laughs> I know that from Lilo and Stitch. I think most people know that from Lilo and Stitch, which really upsets me because I think a lot of people don't realize that it's Hawaiian and they really? use it like they use it for a lot of things, even though they have no Hawaiian anything within whatever they're doing. I know so many people who have now like Ohana tattoos. I've seen mm. businesses who are like Ohana dentistry. And I'm just like, are you Hawaiian? No. Okay. <laughs> It's also just family, like, family dentistry. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, I guess, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. That's interesting to me. How do you say dance in Hawaiian? Dance. What dance. is dance? It's no, let's sing. How the heck do you say dance? Lamont's putting me on the spot here. You're <laughs> I know, but I didn't think you'd be asking me words like dance. I'm going to feel so stupid. Well, I was thinking up. like hula. So like there's a hula. So I was like, how would you say dance? Well, hula, you would just say hula. <laughs> hula, you just say hula. Um, apparently dance is ha'a. Okay. I don't know. I never heard that before. I think when we talk about dance, we're literally just saying hula because that's pretty much... <laughs> So the dance yeah <laughs> that's pretty much the dance um let's Ooh, see. how do you say party party paina okay so how is that different from a you're gonna say luau aren't luau. you? luau yeah okay so fun fact luau is a type of food that is served at a paina ah luau does not mean party but why does everyone call it a luau? Like, we're going to have a luau. I'm not sure. That's another, uh, like, non-Hawaiian thing that kind of just, like, just took a word and went with it. <laughs> okay, okay. But and luau so is a type of food that is served at a pa'ina. Interesting. Yeah. So all the Hawaiians just capitalized on that, like, dumb Americans. <gasps> Come, join us. We're going to have a luau today. Like, it's fine. Like, we so know it's panina, but, like... We're going to tell the, like, people, like, they're going to a luau and they're going to pay lots of money and have fun. <laughs> if you look outside of tourism, everyone calls it a paina. Interesting. They're like, oh, we're going to have a first birthday paina. 
Mm-hmm. We're like, oh yay! We're like we're having a piña down at the beach. We're like, all right, let's go. If you if you see someone use luau, you're just like, okay. I mean, I know what you mean. Like we <laughs> we know what it means, but piña is the word. <laughs> there you guys go. So if you're gonna have a company luau, you might want to have a company panina instead. Piña. And yeah, what she said. <laughs> she he added an extra letter. Did I? <laughs> okay, if you're trying to say let's go, so like let's leave or like come on let's go or even like something I would say to let's me. Let's go do something. <laughs> um, the phrase and I say this a lot at home, even though I don't think my siblings know what it means. It's e hele mai. Let's go. Oh, another good one. Uh, welcome. E como mai. El como mai. No, e como mai. E como mai. Yes, e como mai. Welcome. And then, I mean, I know it's past time, but melakaliki maka means Merry Christmas. I should have brought this up a few months ago. No, it's it's, cool. it's totally cool. It's totally cool. Alrighty, um, again, uh, oh, I forgot. Happy birthday! Since it's almost my birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Leia! So You'll be celebrating your thirtieth. Birthday on the twenty eighth. Yes. So, how you say happy birthday? So you guys can leave it down in the comments. Is how oli la hano. One more time. How oli? How oli? La. La. Hanau. Hanau. Close enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's get back to the topic. We are back. So we are going to talk about the benefits of being, being, we're going to talk about the benefits of being vulnerable. There you go. So, Leia, what is one benefit that you might think of to being vulnerable? Um, Being more self-aware. I think that was the biggest thing that we were talking about earlier, which I think I've mentioned it like five times now, is something <laughs> that I am working really hard on. And actually, it's a little scary sometimes. But yes, um, being more self-aware of like, knowing what your emotions are how you manage your emotions and like what you know to do to like you know either work with them fix them or you know what i mean (laughs) yeah so it can definitely being vulnerable practicing vulnerable with people who can hold that space for us um it can help us by going through our emotions and the patterns by recognizing our defense mechanisms and our emotional blind spots. Mm-hmm. For instance, when I was younger, I had stage fright and had difficulty difficulty out overcoming the anxiety or wow, I cannot talk today. <laughs> okay, so when I was younger, I had stage fright and I had difficulty overcoming my anxiety for class presentations. Mm-hmm. The feelings of anxiety were often ignored and repressed and contributed to my social anxiety even after i had gotten over my stage fright i have found myself getting nervous or anxious when going to gather social um gather social um social gatherings wow social mm-hmm. gatherings i think i was trying to like gathering social like yeah, like yeah yeah i got you i got you <sighs> I couldn't quite understand why it was, but when I realized I had never really acknowledged, never really expressed or really looked at what was going on, this is what held me back. And once I was able to like identify, I was able to start putting in the work and um, allow the painful feelings to happen, but yet work my way through them. Mm-hmm exactly uh what are some other things so since we were just talking about anxiety 
right? Um, some people think when they are being vulnerable, it is a recipe to increase anxiety. Mm -hmm. But in fact, it can do the opposite. Mm -hmm. So um, if people are suffering from anxiety, they may feel bad that it's bad or harmful and that negative emotion they are just afraid of there's so yeah. much fear surrounding that yeah. when we are being or practicing vulnerability we send different messages to our brain we acknowledge our emotions and acknowledge our experiences it signals to ourselves that negative emotions are not all bad we can reduce our anxiety overall when we realize just because I'm feeling something negative or unpleasant, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Yeah, that's a good so point. so I don't have to fear it anymore. Yeah, it's a good point. It's like, what is that, Pavlov's dogs or whatever it is? Like where they rang the bell and the dogs would like salivate. Droop, like salivate. It's kind of like the same thing. <laughs> How so? Like, well, I'm thinking like if you put yourself in situations where you need to be vulnerable and you get that signal like oh i'm in a vulnerable situation i'm anxious but then maybe you do it so many times that and like it turns out well all of a sudden like you get anxious and you're like oh that's fine <laughs> because like anxiety when you're not overcome by it can mm -hmm. also be kind of like an adrenaline adrenaline boost to like yes. you know do something like that one, two, three, go thing I was talking about. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I guess maybe it's kind of like that, or maybe I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> I, I can see how it works. I can see how. It works. Um, and then I guess another thing we we're talking about is the benefit in relationships. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Strengthening relationships. It has the ability to strengthen relationships and build trust and build mm -hmm. intimacy exactly yeah so or just really close friendships yeah i mean like some some of my yeah. friendships are very intimate and like yeah I, what i mean we're just very close and i yearn for that or that closeness mm -hmm. yeah. exactly understood um so besides the benefits what are ways that we can work on being more um you know the word the thing we're talking oh, about thank you oh, <laughs> i'm tired already fun. acknowledge them name mm -hmm. them label them right our feelings our emotions our experiences mm -hmm. trying to describe how we feel is in our simplest terms mm -hmm. um that can help us feel start to practice more being more vulnerable i'm feeling angry and or i'm feeling hurt from blank mm -hmm. yes yesterday when i had a fight with my partner that hurt mm -hmm. something like that so imagine you were describing how you feel went to a child mm. like simple easy mm -hmm. exactly I'm looking um, at your list here and I see my arch nemesis on number two, journaling. You don't like to journal? I hate journaling. We already talked about this. Why don't you like why don't you like to journal? Because my brain moves too fast for my hands. Ah, I see. Well, <laughs> this can be a very powerful tool, right? Yeah. Um it can help us articulate our feelings. It's kind of like you're texting, Leah. Like you've talked about in the past, like how you prefer to like text all your thoughts and feelings out so you can be articulate and clear mm -hmm. that's what journaling can do for some people mm -hmm. it can help them practice being more clear in what they want to say offshoot of that may i suggest as like unhinged as this sounds um talking to yourself <laughs> like i can't journal because i can't type nor can i write fast enough for the words in this noggin uh so talking to myself i'm verbally journaling <laughs> i guess i guess i think the only issue with that is if you have short-term memory yes but like issues yeah but you could also <laughs> record it i know i have private like recordings for myself like i'm not posting them i just have them 
Um, so I don't know, a little unhinged there, but that's my no, suggestion. I, it's, it's just another step if you're if you struggle with journaling or writing or typing, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole point is you're wanting to get your ideas down and out so you can be more articulate and more clear. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, excuse me. Like I'm trying to like hiccup and burp at the same time. Excuse <laughs> me. Now we'll see if editor Lair remembers to take that part out or if we're just going to leave you embarrassed. <laughs> eh, I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> All right. I, I think it might be a little like weird. <laughs> like, we'll see if I remember. Editing? I'm usually editing at like 1 a.m. So I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. Number three, Lamont. What is number three? So how we've talked about this, right? Being assertive mm-hmm. in a different episode. Mm-hmm. So... Dude, that was season one. Was that season that one? Was oh my season one, bro. <laughs> yeah. So being assertive um, in our daily lives, um, it can help us. It can help our brains realize that we are capable of doing challenging things. Mm-hmm. You begin to cultivate confidence in your ability to express difficult things, which can help help you feel equipped to express or acknowledge your painful emotions. In, in this, um, we become more emotionally vulnerable. Kind of think about it like reading, because uh, I've been helping Lay's younger brother read. When he first started, the fear and the anxiety in his head mm-hmm. was so much, it would just get in the way. But the more he practices, the more confident he gets, mm-hmm. the better reader he becomes. Yep. So the more that we practice assertiveness by using I statements, people in the eye by using calm voices and staying in control of our emotions the more we can practice emotional emotional vulnerability and the more natural it becomes Mm -hmm. exactly speaking of assertiveness wait yeah we got time (laughs) i was assertive i saw i saw your little note down here about like telling your waiter your food isn't to your liking I did it oh, yeah? twice last month. Really? Look at me. Last last Look week or me. last month? Uh, I think it was last month, but it might have been. I don't know. The last three weeks have blended together in my brain. Okay. Um, what happened? Tell us. Tell did, us okay. Story. So the first time they made my drink, and I don't like caramel. Mm. Um, and I always ask for like chocolate sauce on the inside. This is a, both of these happen at Starbucks because this is the only place I go. <laughs> um but i guess they're so used to people asking for caramel that they had just auto done caramel and i get it they're busy so instead of just going oh i guess i'll just drink it or whatever i went back up and i said excuse me they made this with caramel and it's supposed to be chocolate and they took one look at it and said okay we'll fix that for you and i was like (laughs) and then the second time which i know was last week um they gave me my sandwich at the drive-thru and it was cold and I was like what (laughs) who gives you a cold sandwich so I went back in I'm like excuse me I need this warmed up and she said oh he said sure no problem so he took the sandwich they gave me a new sandwich nice and warm and they gave me a gift card (laughs) and I was like I did it (laughs) very cool very cool enough about me uh, so if yeah. you're, if if you're really wanting to um, practice vulnerability, or you're having a hard time, or like just just needing a place to start, seeking professional help. There's nothing wrong. Therapy or counseling is an amazing opportunity for you to practice expressing your emotions on a regular basis. Not only do you have to not only do they help you articulate your feelings but your therapist also can help you acknowledge painful emotions that you may have repressed in your past Mm -hmm. exactly i can't really speak too much from experience still though but that's another topic but okay um i think we covered a lot this episode is turning out to be longer than i thought which I don't want to bore our listeners. So I think we'll wrap it up here. We may need to do a part two eventually because I think there's more that could be said about this topic um, in the future. (laughs) For sure. But uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up here. 
uh thank you guys so much for tuning in again <laughs> you're still here and i'm very happy for that and if it's your first yeah, time too. here thank you don't forget to subscribe or follow um depending on what platform you are watching and or listening this on listening to this on um and yeah we'll see you in a few weeks yeah see you guys in a few weeks Bye. <laughs> Today's life lesson is vulnerability is genuine strength and courage. Brene Brown once said, vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. It is the source of hope and empathy, accountability, and authenticity. If we want greater clarity in our purpose or deeper or more meaningful spiritual lives, vulnerability is the path. Vulnerability really means to be strong. It means to grow secure enough in yourself that you are able to show up in your life just as you. And remember, we are always growing, always changing, evolving, hopefully into better versions of ourselves. Vulnerability is genuine strength and courage. And that is today's life lesson. This has been the Lamont and Leah podcast. Created by Lamont Damon and Leah Nakaahiki. This episode topic was brought to light by me, Lamont Damon. This episode was edited by me, Leah Naka Ahiki. Our intro song is That's the Way from Stream Beats by Harris Heller. Let us know what you thought of our show or give us some topic suggestions by sending us a message on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. You can also watch our show on YouTube. Links to all can be found in our show description. Please consider supporting our podcast check out our anchor page for more info and as always thank you for being amazing listeners